0: Welcome to the Contractor's Best Friend Podcast. I'm your host, Brad Humphrey. We're brought to you today by FourConstructionPros.com, and we're sponsored by Caterpillar. Today I'm joined by my teammates, Jason Hurtis, who is Caterpillar's uh, product specialist in quarries and aggregates, Lonnie Fritz, who's our heavy and highway construction specialist, and Scott Hageman, who involves with the great technology gentlemen it's good to have you here today today's podcast i'd like to work on is really the transition of a foreman first of all let's talk about that in general and lonnie i might start with you you actually wrote a pretty interesting article a few weeks ago in one of the one of the uh, magazines but i wanted to to ask you when you look and you deal with people in the field as you see people transitioning to that foreman level and boy do we need help there what are some of the skill areas that you're recognizing that maybe we need to ensure that the foreman does have to make them, he or he, him or her, a, a more effective foreman?
1: Yeah, so that's a wonderful question, Brad. You know, we're all looking for that diamond in the rough, if you will, when you bring on maybe a new employee in a labor position and then look for their potential to grow them and to develop them into more of a crew foreman and taking more of a, a leadership role at that level. And it's really just building the knowledge of all facets of the construction activities. So if it be, for example, underground utilities, a labor that's been in the trenches, if you will, understand the excavation and the grading and laying actually the pipe and building up the, the fittings and what have you in the backfill and all the different processes that go within that item of work, A true understanding of those items being hands-on makes them the most effective crew foreman then to actually lead and be responsible for all those activities. When you go from uh, labor to a foreman, you're going to be responsible for conveying resources and the needs and the progress to meet those schedules and to meet the financial budgets of those uh, unit prices uh, and the unit cost that has been put into the estimate and the bid and also just uh, the ability to teach and train. We know that training is very, very critical as things continue to evolve. We kind of say, well, the industry's been around for a long time. What is any different about it? We understand the safety risks that are involved, especially when I call out underground utilities, the technologies that's coming along, the new widgets and gadgets and, and all these other digital features that are being put in the hands of the foreman. It used to be where they just fill out a paper timesheet, and now there's an app for that. You know, it's a tablet that they're using. It's really understanding the technology and those advancements and uh, being able to pick those up and run with them. And, of course, in any role, bread, it's the soft skills, right? Being able to interact with a variety of personalities. And they come in contact with the owner's representative as they take more of a leadership role as a foreman, And represent the company they're working for.
0: Yeah. Yeah, I think that's good. That's a great opening uh, statement there. Jason, I know in your involvement with contractors across the country, when you look at today's workforce, we, we are struggling. There's no doubt about that. And let me go back to the equipment side, not just Caterpillar, but equipment in general. What would be some maybe lessons learned, Jason, that you may have observed by contractors who perhaps did a pretty good job of moving? maybe one of their better laborers or even a craftsperson who really had the ambition uh, to be a foreman. What were some things that perhaps empowered that foreman to be a little bit more knowledgeable about even the equipment that was being used?
2: Well, I think the big thing is they're not afraid to ask for help. They know they don't know what they don't know. And we've worked with a lot of new supervisors, managers, foremans of the yard, of the pit various type operations where we've gone in and just worked with them for a day or two and gave them some tips and tricks and showed them where they could maximize efficiency and how they could change their machines a little bit or how to schedule their machines to meet their demand without overloading their people and things like that and that's been successful it empowered them because their employees were looking at them of well this guy knows because he's had some training he's had some consulting and so I'm going to trust what he says and, and we're going to follow him for a while and, and see where it goes.
0: Yeah, it is interesting. And Scott, I want to come to you next. In
2: my years of, of working in the construction industry, which
0: is really about 40 years, there was a day when we used to talk about the, this foreman and even the superintendent. But the foreman was the guy or gal that, that wore the belt, as they said, kind of moved up from the beginnings of labors and that type of thing and gradually moved in there. We have such a need Scott, for foreman. We need leaders in the field so badly that my observations over the last couple of years is, in in fairness to the contractors, they're doing their best in many cases, but we're putting some people who may not be quite prepared once they get into that position because they really haven't had 15 years to learn the business. Scott, can you address that at all? How do we help the guy or the gal that has been put into the foreman's position and maybe just a tad early?
3: Yeah, definitely. We've seen some unfortunate situations where they have to put a body in that position and he might not be ready for that, but somebody's better than nobody at that point in time. So then it's up to us to help you know nurture him and promote him properly along there. I just saw this actually this last week here when I was traveling with a a customer site where the, the new GPS specialist started up as a laborer at the company and he moved into operation. And now he's a specialist for the whole company on GPS, but it's not just one site that he's working at, Brad. He's controlling all the sites. So he's got a little bit more stress because he's got three or four different foremen that are relying on him. But this young kid, he was very eager to learn. So he just didn't want to set the base stations up every morning and explain to the operators, here's the design and go work. He wanted to start learning how to build the designs. So he was actually asking one of our dealer technology specialists, Hey, can I meet with you on some days and take baby steps or small bites into the de- building in the design process? He said, I want to control my own destiny. So yeah. if you can get a guy like that, that's willing by gosh, jump on that person real fast. Yeah, Scott,
0: you know, I I wrote a book a few years ago that people can still purchase uh, through Amazon, but it's on how to lead thoroughbreds, fence sitters, and carps. And one of the things that I have found that's been very helpful is to actually help contractors perhaps identify what are some of the potential trait for leadership that you might see in one of your labors who really is beginning to become that thoroughbred. They don't already have that knowledge. What might be some things that a contractor might just spot as he or she observes their crew at work, where they might have the makings of a, a future foreman on a present crew?
1: I just I like to keep things simple, Brad. You know me that way. And, and it yeah. really goes back to looking at the individual. Are they on time? Are they responsible in every way? Are they eager to learn? Do they carry out the values and the principles of the company? Mm. Can they be a good role model? Because when you step Mm. in that leadership role now, and as a foreman and on up through the chain of superintendent, project manager, you need to be a role model. You need to carry out the safety standards. You need to motivate the crew. You need to be results driven. And I tell you, from my experience of all the years of being a project manager, you rely on those men and women that are the foremans of those crews for anything and everything, it all comes at them, yeah. you know, and, uh, whether it's a list or a text these days, an email, they really are the ones at the controls minute by minute executing yeah. the daily game plan or the shift game plan if you're working at night those are just some more key aspects that you're looking for in those individuals of are you just showing up for the paycheck or do you yeah. disappear on thursday because you got paid yesterday yeah. those are not your candidates to become a foreman it's the captain of the team if you will and we all know how a coach looks at the player And can you yeah. can they not be a captain yeah it, it's similar in the industry
0: It is interesting. I I discussed this with the contractor just a few months ago, and this is really timely for this topic, because they said, Brad, I do have a a guy that I'm trying to begin to work with because I think I see him as a good future foreman. But he said, I'm actually beginning to to talk to him about things that, quite honestly, I don't know that I ever really did very well. (laughs) And he was feeling (laughs) guilty about it. Jason, you can't let your pride get in the way of still teaching what needs to be taught. Would you agree with that?
2: Oh, I totally agree with that. Again, like I said earlier, don't be afraid to ask for help. Some of the traits that you got to look for is, like Lonnie mentioned, but also someone that can think on their feet. That's yeah. not afraid to make a decision. We've seen a lot of new foremen come up and they're kind of wiggle waggly and they can't make a deci- make a decision. Even yeah. if you find out 30 seconds later it's wrong, change it. But at least make a decision and and show some initiative and keep the project or keep the material going. I saw a quote again. Uh, I read the book when it first came out Colin Powell on leadership. And most folks know who Colin
0: Powell is or was, certainly uh, in the military. But he made a comment in his book. And some of you guys, if you read that, you might remember that he basically said when you get about 30 to 40% of the information you need, go. (laughs) And in construction, that's just not necessarily, I always cringe when I hear that quote because it's a little scary because what we want to do is we do sort of practice the carpenter's rule if we're on our game, measure twice, cut once. And so Scott, close us out on this topic here. What might be some maybe three or four items? And certainly Lonnie and Jason, you guys can, can chime in as well. But Scott, start us off. Okay. We're talking to a contractor. We're giving them the top three to five things that we believe would help them uh, transition that form into a more successful
3: uh, career as they move forward. Any thought you could get us started on? I think using examples for the the younger person. Everybody has examples, and I think people relate to examples. Just don't tell them, be a better person. Kind of give them some examples of this is a, a way to help improve your relationship with your employees and get them to buy into your message a little bit by doing this and then showing example or actually just taking a problem that has a real good opportunity for a learning exercise and yeah. doing that with that individual. So he feels some pride and he gets to make some of the decisions too. That just became his own example then. Right. That's a good advice and experiential
0: trumps everything because so many of these younger fellows and, and gals in there, and there are women in the industry who are moving in the same area. A lot of times we've always thought the construction workers kind of learn by doing, and that's true for the foreman as well. The more that they can experience and be guided by the contractor for sure, but more they can experience that, the more realistic it becomes. Jason, Lonnie, do you have any final thoughts on this topic?
1: Brad, that was something I was going to share similar to what you just mentioned is thoroughly train them using the means and methods that resonate with them. Yeah. Just like you called out, I learned by seeing and doing. And the industry, as you've heard me say before, they're the most tangible people ever. You take off from the butt joint and you're three miles down the road in asphalt paving. You look back and you see what you did. It's not an email. It's not a meeting. It's not a text. It's tangible. It's hands-on. And as far as going back to the original question, citing that individual that can be promoted to a foreman, they have to be willing. Yeah, if they do exactly. not want to take on the stress and the pressures and the responsibility to embrace that role of, hey, I just want to be an individual contributor versus yeah. being responsible for 10 people on two yeah. different crews. I had those individuals where I could give one task to. I had other individuals I could give them the next two days to, and they would both respond similarly, but differently. One could handle it and one could just take it in pieces. And you really have to just understand the individual and are they willing to be promoted and and take on that next level in the industry? Yeah,
0: Yeah, I I agree with that. Jason, give us a final word or thought on this one.
2: Mentoring. Mentoring is always good. If you have someone that's going to be coming up to be a manager, supervisor, foreman, grab them early, start mentoring them early start giving them more responsibility and other tasks like Scott and Lonnie mentioned start to start to build their foundation so that they can be a great leader. Just don't kick them off the high dive and expect them to swim, help them out so that they can be a true leader.
0: Yeah. Guys, this has been awesome. What a what a great topic. And it's a timely topic, as you know. I just recorded a virtual class World of Concrete just this past week as, as we're doing some virtual things too in, in, for the concrete industry. But I did get an interesting, in the chat, I got an interesting comment by a contractor that said, this is so timely, you can't believe how nervous I am about the future. That spoke volumes to me because I think it's true. Guys, thanks so much for the, for the input today. Hey, this, is, uh, this podcast, obviously you can listen over and over again, but for more podcasts, Go to and you might, or any other uh, site that might be carrying our podcast. And there's several out there, so please help yourself to that. And also continue to look at some of the reading material. I know that uh, Lonnie and Jason and I uh, often have articles out there that could be very helpful for you. Thank you for your time. Thank you again for listening, and we'll look forward to the next time we can be together. Find out more information around the topics we covered during the Contractor's Best Friend podcast, on the FordConstructionPros.com Profit Matters page. Look for the link on the top of the FordConstructionPros.com website.